the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hello and welcome to the Halfbacked Podcast, head of NRL Finals Week 2. I'm your host, Tim Williams. Finals footies in the air. Spring racing has started. Jeez, it's a good time of year. Absolutely love it. The winners are flying, at least they are for some of us. Here to try and find a few more winners for us in week two of the NRL finals. One of the sharpest minds in the NRL, former Raiders and Dragons halfback, Sam Williams from Racing and Sports. Sam, how are you, mate? Yeah, it was as sharp as a bowling ball last week, but um, yeah, <laughs> um, going good. And maybe... Uh, like, we'll get to the punch shortly. Tough week for yourself, but like, the mighty Queen being Roos through to the, the grand final this weekend. I'll be honest. Sorry to all the listeners. I'd rather the Roos have gone through and not get them three right, but um, I know that doesn't help anyone. We could have both and then everyone wins. Well, this weekend, that's the plan. We go three from three from the tips and the Roos win the grand final this weekend. Yes, yeah, Sunday Arvo against the Bushies. Uh, yeah. Going to be awesome. They won the uh, the major semi, and um, and we finished first on the table. So it's going to be an absolute cracker. It's going to be hot. There's going to be stubbies on the hill. There's going to be people oh. abusing me. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'll be one of them. Yeah. Also with us this week, as always, ex TAB data analyst, head of analytics at KO Sport, Jimmy Hughes. Mate, how are you? Great, mate. It's an old pastime of mine abusing Sammy. So <laughs> you know, I might have to get down to the hill. Seaford's good. I'm just far enough away from the crowd. I won't hear probably anything. You don't hear much of it. I say it all the time. You actually hear nothing when you're playing, Mm. normally because I'm talking out there anyway, but you don't hear anything when you're playing. Seaford's just a little bit further back too, so I won't hear anything, which is wonderful. So you can say as you like. You'll hear a tinny when it hits you in the back of the head. Well, that's probably a bit too far. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Uh, boys, recapping our results from last week. Uh, Sam, look, finals footy, business end of the season. Uh, you've battled with it early on. You were superb throughout the regular season, but a bit of a flat track bully I'm starting to gather. The Sharks of the NRL punting world, 0 from 3, uh, headlined by your lock of the week, the Storm with the four and a half start against the Bronx. Disgraceful. Craig Bellamy, never again. No, that's a lie. I'm going back to the world. We'll get to that later. <laughs> um, yeah, comprehensively outplayed. Com- comprehensively, uh, massive tick for uh, for the Broncos. Um, the way they started the game, that's what impressed me so much. They Just the way they came out of the blocks, they came out fl- firing, and they took their game to a new level, in which you need to do in finals footy. Um, very, very impressive uh, with them. Uh, yeah, look, I said last week that it's, it's a bloody tough round to pick. Uh, 
some of those lesser sides where you can, you know, make some real value. We've made some real good money out of them this year, but it does become a little bit more, more uh, different the way you think about things. But massive credit to the Broncos. They were they were phenomenal. I think, you know, we all sort of sit back after last weekend and you probably look at that, the way things are shaping and you can't see anything outside of Broncos and Penrith Panthers grand final. Yes, absolutely shaping up that way. It has been for a while, and I think last weekend probably solidified that thought process a little bit. Jimmy, your lock of the week saluted, mate. Your roosters to knock off the Sharks. It was narrow, but you got there at $1.88, which resulted in profits for yourself last week. Yeah, it's all about just getting a bit of profit across the line, right? And uh, the roosters did it by one point for me. Thank God I didn't back the minus one and a half. But, uh, yeah, old Teddy getting sin-binned at 51 minutes. I just thought uh, that was a a bit tough as a Roosters fan, to be honest. Mm. But anyway, we held on and and we got it done. Uh, For myself, I had Brian To'o as my anytime try scorer lock of the week at $1.83 to turn over a profit. I went pretty hard on the Broncos and unfortunately didn't quite get there. I, I had them as my value play to cover the four and a half line. Selwyn Cobbo and Jesse Arthur's anytime try scorers at $5.75. Cobbo got over. Arthur's didn't. Bit frustrated around that one as I like the Broncos a lot. My Hail Mary of the week had Warbrick, Wateni Zelezniak, Mulitalo, and Ponga anytime try scorers at $24.20. Not long after the podcast went live, Sean Johnson was ruled out, which is where the WhatsApp group comes into play. Uh, now, it didn't end up mattering too much last week, but was able to jump in the WhatsApp chat into the halfback thread there for SC Public subscribers and change with Tennis Lesniak to Toto. I actually thought I'd nailed my Hail Mary, but whoop, little throat gone there. Uh, but Will Warwick didn't get over in that game against the Broncos. Anyway, so missed out, but we do drop obviously all of our updates in there over the weekend as things change. Guys, we're exclusively using better markets for our plays throughout the season. Last week, that big, big odds multi. Any two of three try scores. Liam Martin, Ellie Katoa, Britton Nicker, $15. Liam Martin got over, but neither of the other two did. This week, any two of three try scorers in that Storm B Roosters clash. Sam Walker, Cam Munster, Ellie Katoa, two of those boys get over. You get $7 for that one. We'll send that market out on our socials on Friday. Imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Now, Fellas, let's get stuck into it. Sam, we'll start with you, mate. Your Brian Bevan lock of the week, 65% of the bet. Yeah, look, we've got the two games two games to work with this week. Um, I'm going to show my hand pretty early. Uh, I think that the Melbourne Storm are going to win. Um, look, the Roosters have just got too many out, I think, to go down there and beat a Storm who have, have um, been so disappointed with last weekend. To go down there and beat them will be a monumental effort. I really do think that the Storm will bounce back. My big concern is just this back line of the Roosters defensively. Um, all solid plays in their own right, but you've got two little halves in Kiri and Sam Walker defending with centres who they haven't spent much time with at all throughout the season. Um, wingers who are very young. I just worry about the connection and how they defend together. Uh, the Storm are going to come out all guns blazing. They've got powerful back rows and um, I reckon the Storm are going to win. Um, following on from that, I think that the Warriors at home, uh, the Knights, big, tough game Sunday afternoon against the Raiders. Would have taken a bit out of them. They've got to go over there. Um, you've got a, a shorter turnaround. You've got to travel to New Zealand. You've got to come down from the hype that's been around. And I, and I, and I know the sort of the feeling because – you know, in the, probably early 
uh, around that 2009, 10, 11, 12 period for the Raiders, um, when your town, when your team got to the finals after not having a bit of success for a while, it just was crazy and um, everyone would get around. And then if you got through the first week, it was crazier again. Um, you've got to come down and refocus. For the Warriors, I think that they're going to be um, up and about. Sean Johnson back. I think they're going to, they're going to be too good. So for the two of them to win, you're going to get a dollar ninety-five. That's the big question going into this week, Sam. I was at the Raiders Knights game last weekend, and the Knights, by the end of that game, they were on their absolute haunches. Half the team looked injured, uh, absolutely gassed after ninety minutes of football, and had every right to be. They've got one day less turnaround for that game than the Warriors. They said they've got to travel to New Zealand. They've been up for so long with ten wins on the trot. How does that impact you in that game? Because I see the Knights running out of steam late in that game. Maybe they've done enough by that point. But, geez, their backs are going to be against the wall despite coming in in red-hot form. Yeah, I think it's just, a, as I said, it's a, they're going to go over there. So you play Sunday, Monday's recovery, try and get your body right. They'll have a really light session, I presume, Tuesday, maybe just a walkthrough, do their video, whatnot. You've got to spend a day travelling. You've got to get from Newcastle to Auckland to your hotel. So... I'm not sure what their schedule is or how they do their turnaround. Some teams train the day before and then the two days out from a game's a day off. But let's say they train Friday and have Thursday off. Wednesday, they're travelling. So where do they fit in their main sessions? Um, Maybe they try and do a Wednesday morning session and then get on the flight. But even that, that's probably not doable as well. So their schedule is going to be very, very tight to try and fit in all the work that they've done to get themselves focused and up for the game. I think it's about getting the bodies right. I don't think that they're going to do massive workload, but if they can go over there and and knock this Warriors side over with so much uh, energy around Auckland at the moment, uh, it'll be a a huge victory as well. So the one that interests me so much with this game is that last 20-minute period for the Newcastle Knights. Now, probably a little bit different for, you know, halves like yourself and outside backs who have a bit less of a workload, generally speaking. But the forwards in particular, how big, how are they going to feel this, do you think, in that last 20 minutes? Is it a case of, you know, they're professional athletes, they've been training all year, they'll be fit, they'll be okay? Or is it like, no, no, the body on this turnaround end of a season can only take so much, they'll be gassed? I probably suggest that they they can still get up for it um, and, and get the body right. Um, it is a finals game of, of all. It's eighty minutes of work. Um, I just think that you you need to get your preparation perfect going into these games. And I just can think it's just too big an ask. Not only they, as I said, not only they lose the one day. Uh, behind, but they also lose a day for travel as well. Mm. The the Warriors, for, Warriors on the other hand, their day off they would have just travelled. So it's going to be yeah. As I say, I just think that the bodies um, they'll, they'll probably be able to get themselves up for it, and they've got enough skill in the side that they can put points on. I just think it's going to be too big a too big of a, a task to to do it. Yeah, Hughes, we'll go to you, mate. You're Brian Bevan, lock of the week, sixty five percent of your play. Boys, you've been talking all about it. I'm going hard on the Warriors, minus five and a half, a dollar ninety. I think everything you guys have mentioned is is definitely in my sentiment as well. You've got Hastings out and Lachlan Fitzgibbons out, so I, I think you know having your half back out and getting clone in after that. You know, you wouldn't say Hastings is the best half in the, in the competition, but Mace, you know, Mace wouldn't anyway. <laughs> But, uh, you know, but he's, he's at least, you know, he's in and around it and, and he's, he's playing good footy. So 
and obviously Sean Johnson back. But another key thing, you think about home ground advantage and, and the way that Newcastle turned out for Newcastle on the weekend. Imagine what the Waz fans are going to be doing in New Zealand this weekend. I just think it's going to be something we've never seen before um, uh, in a very long time at least. So I, I'm definitely hard on the, on the, uh, the Warriors and loading in on them. Boys, uh, in the event that Sean Johnson doesn't play this week, it, it was obviously we'll be in a position to, to jump in that WhatsApp chat and, and update any plays, but not confirmed just yet. I'll go to Sam, but uh, to Husey first, so you can do your little looking up. As we know, with your model, key player outs impact your lines. So if we could get Jimmy, if you've got it handy there, the impact uh, to the line of Sean Johnson in and out. Uh, and Sam, to you, you mentioned obviously Sean Johnson. He shapes this game. He shapes the Warriors' attack. Such a vital part of this game. How does this game and how does your play change if Sean Johnson were to be ruled out? Look, I mean, from my point of view, um, I think that the Warriors still win the game on the basis of the way they play through the middle and the way mm. they use the football through the middle and their creativity through the middle. So I still really like the Warriors. You'll get a better price about it. Um, there's no doubt about True. that. Um, but I still like the Warriors. Um, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't overly change my thinking. Um, I still like the Warriors and, and take a better price. Yeah. Uh, Hughie, you got it there or do you want me to come back to you? Um, I'm trying to grab it. I can't find it. Well, good, mate. I'll jump into my lock of the week while you're having a look on that one. And I've gone to Greg Marju, anytime try scorer at $2.20. Now, fellas, correct me if I'm missing something here, but he scored in 10 ga- I think nine of his last 10 games on the trot. He scored 11 tries in that time. He's on one of the best attacking edges in the NRL. He's on Kalen Ponga's dominant edge. Sam, $2.20. Is it? Am I missing something? Uh, look, I think that like most of these games, um, if they're expecting the Warriors to win the game convincingly, yeah. they're not expecting try scorers. So that's why you're getting the price. Yeah. Well, I think that is a, a wonderful go at 2 bucks twenty. Sam, we'll go to you, mate, for your value play 25% of your bet. Oh, you'll love this one, boys. This is an absolute rip snorter. Um <laughs> Dylan Lucas at seven dollars. <laughs> uh, what a beauty! Oh honestly, my God. imagine getting seven bucks about a back rower. Um, starting on the left edge, which I expect him to. If he doesn't, this makes it a really poor play. Uh, but um, he'll start. Hear me out. Um, Kalen Ponger still swings to the to the left quite a bit. He's got the long part and the short pass and the short pass. Dylan Lucas is an extremely good athlete. Um, you know, there was a there was a moment there only a couple of weeks ago that he scored a fantastic try. Mm. Um, it moves really well. Kalen's still the man who's going to put the work into it and make it make things happen. Now, if Lucas using that ability that he's, I'm not worried about his ability to play 80 minutes of a um, of a big game. I just want a bloke who can run a good line and score a try. Seven dollars for a back rower on the back of Kalen doing a lot of the work. The other thing you've got to remember is if he's playing on the left, you're going to have Sean Johnson there. Now, Sean Johnson's playing on one leg. Possibly, he's going to see a lot of traffic. So I just think that this $7 about Lucas to score a try is is overs. And one of the beauties around that one, Sam, is and I always think back to 
Tommy Trebojevic in that 2021 season where he went on an absolute rampage, one of the best seasons we've ever seen by an individual, and how much success the back rowers had there. I think it was Ola Kawatu, might have been Andrew Davey, just like scoring tons of tries, playing terrific football. Because where are all the eyes going? When they're going out the back and they, they see Caelan Ponga sweeping, obviously you've got to look after what's coming on the hitting you on the inside, being that edge back rower. But there's always going to be eyes on Caelan Ponga going, we cannot give this bloke an inch because they've got the back way gone. Enter Dylan Lucas. Well, that's right. And he, he obviously can run a line. He moves well for a big fella. Um, if this is Fitzgibbon playing there, you're probably getting maybe $5 or $4.50 about him to score a try. So I just think that the $7, you know, on the back of him being a young player and a little bit unknown, hasn't played a lot there, you're getting 7 bucks about it. But if the work's done for you and he can run that line, and he's as I said, he's obviously an athlete, um, if, if the Knights can get their share of possession down in the uh, in the right zone, I think the $7 is quite juicy. Love it. Hughesy, your value play of the week, mate, 25%. Mate, this one's all about the head and the heart and which one to go with. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so I've I've gone with the head, though. I've, I just don't think the Roosters can do it against Melbourne, especially with those guys out. So I'm going to multi Melbourne to win 1-12. Oh, you've done it into Tedesco to score at any time, which gets me $8. Uh, obviously, like you were mentioning, Sam, that if, you, if you're putting in a, a anytime try score from the team that's not likely to win the match, you kind of juice up a bit of price. So I think there's still options there uh, to get some good try scorers this weekend. Uh, so, yeah, I've gone, gone for that. I think, you know, Melbourne haven't lost two games in a row since round two and three. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't see them... Uh, coming out at home and uh, putting on a performance like they did last week, and Roosters so depleted, I I just don't don't see him kind of getting the win. Unfortunately, as as heartbreaking as it is, yeah. The the Stormers, they've we know how good they've been for like oh, well over a decade now. At not losing back to back games, I think they lost back to back once this season. It was around two and three. Uh, incredibly against the Bulldogs and the Titans. So that feels like about an age ago. I have gone to that Warriors and Knights clash, and uh, based on all the things we've already, you've both already covered in your locks of the week, boys. I've gone the Warriors to win one to twelve, the Warriors to win the second half, thinking the Knights run out of steam there, big home crowd riding the wires home, and over forty one and a half points. I think there's plenty of points in both of these te- teams. Obviously, more beneficial if Sean Johnson is playing with that lethal right edge there and Dallin Tennis Lesniak on the end of it. But uh, the over 41.5 points, the Warriors 1 to 12. Wanted to go them straight, but the 1 to 12 added a lot of value into that. So if you want to play a bit more conservatively, just the Warriors to win. But yeah, Warriors 1 to 12. Warriors win the second half, over 41.5 total points at 8. Samuel, Steve Jackson, Hail Mary of the week at 10%. Yeah, obviously we've sort of, we're playing around the two games, so it's going to be all fairly similar in my thoughts, but um, I've gone for my Hail Mary. I think that um, Warbrick um, and Remus Smith and Olam all score for the, uh, for for Melbourne. Uh, look, I just think that, as I said, the connections between that, that those outside backs, um, they haven't spent a lot of time together. There's no doubt the storm. Um, I think there was a moment there a couple of weeks ago when Craig Bellamy was, it was uh, around some of the rain up in Brisbane and uh, he sort of wanted it to hold off. He wanted to use the footy. I expect them to use the footy a little bit and put some of these outside backs under some pressure. So I do like Warbrick and Smith on the on the edges to cross the stripe and then 
Justin Olam, he's going to come back with a real point to prove. He's, his career at, at Melbourne Storm is somewhat in the balance here this game. He's got to turn one on because he's been on the outer for a while. He's had a little bit of help getting back in now. He's going to have a massive point to prove. So I, I do like him. And then for the uh, for the Roosters, Jackson uh, Polo on the edge. Um, look, both halves are creative. They've got good passes. They've got good width. Um, I think that he might benefit as well. So Warbrick, Polo, Smith, Olam, $26. 26 bucks, beautiful. Husey, your Hail Mary of the week, 10%. Yeah, like Sam said, I'm kind of going to go similar to where my lock was laid because I want to kind of pile up a bit of a same-game multi with my, my heavy lean on the Warriors. So I'm going to throw the Warriors line back into my uh, same-game multi. Similar to what you mentioned, Tim, I like the overs as well at 41.5. I think there's points in this match. Uh I think DWZ gets me two tries with Ponga getting one yeah. and Young getting one. And that gets me $51, boys. So I'm oh, saying it's really enjoyable game of football with the Warriors winning and a big total. Massive. You've grown a pair this back end of the season, Husey. Yeah, I know. I mm. thought I'd better. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, with two games only to play with, it's either going to go brilliantly for us all or horribly wrong because we're all going down similar avenues in the tips-wise. Uh, so if the Knights win and the Roosters win, we're going to be in all sorts. But if they don't, we're going, to, we're going all the way to the bank. I've gone for my How Mary of the Week. Three try scorers in that storm and Roosters clash. Sammy Walker, Remus Smith, Nick Meany. Sammy Walker himself, you can get about $5.54. He reminds me, Sam, a little bit when you always refer to Cameron Munster as a player who can score in so many different ways. He's got great support plays. He's got a great running game. got a great chip chase on him. He's just in everything, Sammy Walks. I love him. Remus Smith, since moving to that wing, he scored two games on the trot there. Still some decent value at about two to one. And Nick Meaney, uh, a bit like Sammy Walker and Munster, just great support play. Can score anywhere at $23. Walker, Smith, and Meaney. Now, guys, as you know, Paddy and George from Mortgage Choice SC Derby can help with a number of things from wedding finances to debt consolidation. Uh, the other one, we mentioned wedding finances a lot, but if you've had your wedding, you're on a bit of a budget, you've got no money left in the bank, holiday. They can sort your honeymoon as well. So if you are struggling to finance that, give them a buzz. One of their biggest services though is education. So especially when it comes to first home buyers looking to get into the market. The boys have let me know that with the new financial year coming into play, the government has released a ton of new incentives to make it easy for first home buyers to actually buy into their first place. So if you want to know more about these and how much you can borrow in general, go and speak to them. Usually it'd sting you $129, but if you mention SC Playbook, it's completely free of charge. If you want to do that and you want to get in touch with them, take the step, make it all a reality, flick the boys a message on Instagram at patandgeorge underscore SCW, or give them a buzz on 02-9521-1611. Now we'll get into, Sam, not so much your tips because you've already spoken about them. Uh, what I want to know is you've gone pretty hard on both the Storm and the Warriors. What do the Roosters have to do to win this game down there in Melbourne and cause an upset? Oh, I think they've got to take them on through the middle. Uh, the the um, you know the Roosters have had some some you know players you know I wouldn't say coming of age, but starting to find their real groove this time of the season. You've got aggressive players, you know Lindsay Collins and Brandon Smith. They're got to lead lead the charge. Um, obviously our main man at thirteen, Victor Radley, he, he'll be in there. Um, they've got to give it to this Melbourne pack. They've got to win the battle of the middle. Um, you know, th their edge back rows are dangerous when they get the right opportunity. But 
that the Roosters can't expect to win this without without winning the middle. Um, the, you know, the Storms, the Storms back uh, back three are, are big ball carriers, and they'll get them out of a lot of danger. Um, I think they've got their halves, and, and uh, obviously Harry Grant. You, you give them time, they're going to score points. So the Roosters have got to win the middle. Uh, but look. It's funny, when a side's been given so much criticism for so long, no one expected them to get to last week, no one expected them to get this week. You know, they're riding high. They've got no pressure on themselves. Um, they're going there for um, for a real ambush. Melbourne's down in confidence. So you've got to come out first 20, 25 minutes, you know, come out, throw everything into it, really win the first 20 minutes. And then, you know, big games, if you start, you know, if it's six all at half time, you start getting itchy feet as a storm man. So uh, that's where I think the Roosters can win it. So funny, the Roosters, they've gone from having this superstar roster with all the pressure in the world on them to all of a sudden, as you said, seeing backs against the wall a little bit, no expectations, and the roster's still good. They're missing a few, especially in the outside backs, but uh, it's a funny position for them to be in and not a bad one at all. And what about the Warriors and the Knights? You mentioned you were pretty keen on the Warriors. What have the Knights got to do to win this one? Of course, not set over the ditch. Simple. Give the ball to Dylan Lucas and let the man do his thing. (laughs) Uh, that's uh, that's as much as I can do for you, boys. Um, <laughs> no, in saying that, uh, I think it's the complete opposite. I think that the Knights have got to use the ball. They've Don't give the ball to Dylan Lucas. Well, they can, <laughs> they can stand him wide. That's the beauty of Dylan. He can hold his width and um, they can get it to him out wide. But uh, they've, defensively, they've got to be really good through the middle. They've got to be good. Leo Thompson's got to keep the legs moving. Uh, both Frizzell and Lucas on the edges are going to have to be um, fairly tight, not letting them through. Adam Elliott, he'll work all day and do his job. He's been a fantastic signing for the Knights as well. So defensively through the middle, just do your job. Don't give this big pack of the of the Warriors a chance. Don't give Adam Fanua Blake one-on-ones. That's the key. And then when you get the footy, use it. Don't 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 think you're going to go bashing straight through the middle of this Warriors pack. Use the footy. Use your strike. Uh, mm. Both Bradman Best and Dane Gagai on the edges, one on one with some, you know, players who are yeah they've found their feet, but still only fairly young in Berry and Pompey. Um, yeah, I just think that that's how that the, the Knights can win it. Uh, conditions are going to have a lot to say in it, and they've got to make sure Johnson work. They've got to test that calf and make cool. him do some work. And um, you know, you just never know if he'll come up trumps or not. Yeah, Sean Johnson playing on that. If he does play potentially one leg, half leg, three quarters of a leg, whatever he's with that dodgy calf, trying to stop Kalen Ponga one-on-one, good luck, mate. It all, all signs lead to to a Dylan Lucas, Greg Marju masterclass on that left edge, we hope. Guys, the punters head-to-head battle this week. Zach Smith's reign of terror after going three on the trot is over. This week, Mark Whip comes into play for the Warriors and Knights game. Roosters head-to-head. He won, sorry, last week based off the Roosters head-to-head. Joey Manu and Ronaldo Mulitalo at $9.87. Takes on Kirsty Ackhurst, who went Mulitalo into Joey Manu. Anytime try scores at $4.10. Two new people this week, obviously. This week, Mark has gone with the Knights to win with the five-and-a-half start. And Greg Marju, anytime try score at $3.30. Kirsty has gone with Dallin Wittenis-Lesniak and Dom Young, anytime try scorers. At three dollars ninety, some juicy odds on those two. Uh, boys, we'll wrap that up for week two finals of the Halfbacked Podcast. Sam, thank you, mate, and good luck on Sunday. Uh, thank you, boys. Very enjoyable. And Husey, cheers. Cheers, boys. I'm back in that Queen Bian into the Warriors into Melbourne multi. I reckon. Oh, huge odds for those three. Wonderful. <laughs> Righto, guys. Thanks for tuning in, and good luck this weekend.